Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. We are so excited to announce that Brave Commerce will be a media partner of Adweek's live virtual event, Commerce Week, this November 30th to December 2nd. Throughout Commerce Week, marketing leaders will share their strategies for innovation as brands adapt to the evolving consumer habits and new channels for discovery in 2022. We at Brave Commerce are thrilled to be part of an event that is elevating new digital trends, highlighting powerful industry leaders, as our podcast aims to do each and every week. And we will also be recording a live episode of Brave Commerce titled Staying Relevant in Consumer Dynamics with Joey Bergstein, the CEO of Sabra on December 1st at 11.10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Excited to see y'all at Adweek's Commerce Week, November, December. We come from this very athletic focused world where Whole Foods and Sprouts and those places like sports nutrition, sports specialty was sort of where we grew up. Now, one of the most surprising things is how much people at Walmart love Noon. You would think that the mass consumer just like wouldn't get it, but man, it's doing really well. And I think it's actually in this place where big retailers are so consciously trying to attract this health and wellness consumer. And so we're so well positioned to help them grow. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, do you take vitamins? Well, I did as a child and then I didn't. And then I started taking during the pandemic. I started with vitamins. I added in supplements. I felt like, I don't know what I was doing to my body, but it felt like it must be good. How about you? It's funny that we've never talked about this. So during the pandemic, Sammy became obsessed with this neuroscientist at Stanford, Andrew Huberman. He has a podcast. It's amazing. And all of a sudden 
next thing I know, I'm taking all these vitamins and supplements that this podcast guy is recommending Sammy. And uh, I had never honestly taken vitamins or supplements my whole life until the last 18 months. You are now degrading the importance of influencers like podcasters. And (laughs) I, for one, am offended. You need to listen to this podcast. This guy is brilliant. It's called the Huberman Project. Since the pandemic, we started working with all these clients in the wellness space, which wasn't really a vertical that we had much customers in. One of them you're about to hear from on the show, Noon. But Sarah, I know you guys do a ton of work within wellness. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of work in wellness, particularly in the VMS space, vitamin mineral supplements, and have a very robust practice as it relates to that. And one of the things that was really becoming high on everybody's radar was the influx of new companies that were getting into the space, seeing a trend and trying to capitalize on it. We are a country of capitalists. And so with all of the interest and demand for vitamins, minerals, and supplements, there has been such an explosion of new entrants in the marketplace and being able to stand out is very hard. It's raised the bar, not just for the quality of what you're putting into your body, but also for the benefit of what you're going to be taking. In e-commerce, it's no exception of the importance of being able to stand out, not just to deliver on your brand promise, but to be a little bit different. Yeah, no, it's it's been wild to see demand surge, all of these new entrants in the market, and just the relevance of these companies that probably people never really gave much thought to. Well, I think on that note, we should probably bring Ingrid, who was a beauty executive, now turned wellness executive, onto the show. Head of digital and e-commerce at Noon Hydration, Ingrid Cordy, which is soon going to be part of the Nestle family, which I believe we'll get into. Yeah. Hi. So happy to be here. So during the pandemic, I mean, we read all the same headlines, I'm sure. Supplements, nutrition, wellness categories, they've skyrocketed in terms of sales. Wellness, our well-being is more top of mind than ever before. Now that the world is starting to normalize, how does Noon believe the sector will evolve? Oh, it's such a good question. We talk about this many times a day. We have talked about the COVID pandemic moment as the great accelerator in so many ways, and certainly in digital, right? And so people are buying through Instacart. People are much more comfortable with e-commerce. It just accelerated e-commerce purchasing in general for, I'd say, like 10 years. And frankly, a lot of that behavior, to your point earlier, was in service of wellness and just bettering ourselves and taking the the hint from what was happening out in the world and applying it to our personal and daily lives. And frankly, I think both of those behaviors are not going back. I don't think any of us are going to go back to the pre-e-commerce explosion world. And similarly, but totally differently, I don't think people are going to go back in the same degree that they were in ignoring their wellness and their bodies and their hydration needs and their nutritional needs and exercise needs. I think that people have had a light go off in their minds and in their lifestyles that have just adjusted to a more wellness-focused life. And hey, it makes it a lot easier when you can just have everything delivered to your door. So to answer your question, yes, it has been a huge behavioral change and, and Noon was very well positioned to take advantage of that. 
But frankly, we haven't seen a slowdown of it. We've only seen increases, even as thankfully the numbers are starting to soften and people are starting to get back into offices and have their lives going somewhat back to what they were before. The focus on health and wellness and the focus on hydration and exercise has not slowed. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, that extended or accelerated our mission again by like 10 years. That's extraordinary. And congratulations on all the success. In fact, I was in the office yesterday and I kept seeing the noon cans all over the place. And so I was like, oh, we're going to have her on the podcast tomorrow. Tell me a little bit more. And, and it's exactly what you said. I got into the habit and I started drinking in the middle of the pandemic. And now it's part of my, my routine and, and what I do and how I behave. So the idea behind you know, increasing hydration and finding the right balance of EMS that kind of works for you clearly is resonating so much so that Nestle has acquired you guys. So what's it like going from nimble, fluid to, I think the largest FMCG company in the world? Yeah. Yeah. So the fear was a little bit there, frankly, in what is it going to do to our culture? What's it going to do to our values and mission? And frankly, Nestle has the same fear of themselves, I've noticed. And I say that because they know how big they are, that a teeny tiny little company like Noon could so easily just get swallowed up by this huge wave of this multinational corporation. And they're just as cognizant of it as we are, which is really nice. And so they're, they're very aware when they're making recommendations or we're talking about things or we're, we're creating process together as we're getting into this transition more and more every day. They will come with an idea or they'll come with a request and then they'll immediately go, but is that okay? What do you guys think about that? And it's this very nuanced and and frankly elevated way of thinking about acquisition that having come from other places that acquired companies previously, and I think they've even changed as well. So like, for example, the Estee Lauder companies, I was there for six years. That's another like acquisition machine and the huge, biggest prestige beauty company in the world. I think they've also learned their lesson in being able to acquire companies without killing what is special about them and what made them want to be acquired in the first place. So it's been going really well. I think that it's not this like perfect, beautiful, symbiotic thing, but I think the awareness on both sides has made it as successful and and seamless as it can be. And then we just day by day figure out what is beneficial about being part of the Nestle organization and, and how it actually does unlock a lot of things for us. And then what are the things that made Noon special before and how do we protect those things? So we've been working together since you've been at Noon and with all the changes in terms of just how consumers are shopping, especially within your category, what's been the most surprising insight you've learned about your consumer? Actually, Micmac is helpful. I'm such a Micmac stan. I'm just going to say that out front. I love Micmac. And we have just added a few more retailers. We come from this very athletic focused world where Whole Foods and Sprouts and those places like sports nutrition, sports specialty was sort of where we grew up. And so there was this knowledge or understanding of our consumer that they lived in those places. 
now one of the most surprising things is how much people at Walmart love noon and how, you know, you would think that the mass consumer just like wouldn't get it and, and wouldn't understand it and wouldn't be there for it. But man, it's, it's doing really well at Walmart, thankfully, and on Amazon too, which frankly has a lot of Walmart type of consumers and the same thing with Target. And I think it's actually in this place where Target and Walmart and, and these big retailers are so consciously trying to attract this health and wellness consumer. And so we're so well positioned to help them grow in that sector and drive those people into store and online that the biggest unlock was the ability to sell to that more mass consumer for sure. That's exceptional. And being able to have that kind of distribution while being true to who your brand is, is a trend certainly that we've been seeing with a lot of other companies. They're so excited to have the national distribution and the national retailers are so happy to have such strong brands. Yeah, It used to be like, it was so hard to be able to get that kind of distribution. We were talking about this a few months ago when we had the author of The Secret Life of Groceries on where he was talking about how hard it used to be to be able to get the right kind of distribution. Because if you were organic, you sold in Whole Foods or Sprouts or Fox, whatever. And now it's actually, there's a mutual alignment because of greater adoption of the needs for both specialty, but also most importantly, health and wellness. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Walmart is like the country's biggest seller of organic produce. Like that to me is just so indicative of wild, wild. Yeah. Does not surprise me in the slightest, especially just, especially I'm a, I happen to be a very uh, active Walmart shopper. <laughs> the prices are very reasonable for organic. And so it actually turned me into an organic produce yeah. shopper because I was sitting there saying there's a difference between the cost of an organic head of cauliflower at Walmart or a regular head of cauliflower somewhere else. And I was just like, you know what? I may as well go organic. And so I've, I've gone there and I feel better for it. I love that. And think of like how Walmart participating in that type of consumption helps for like the organic farmers and the people that are creating organic and, and good for you food. It's such a big powerhouse. And Walmart has gone such a long way in what they're doing with even broader outside of like organic and wellness, just like what they're doing with their employees and what they're trying to do with the environment. And they've come a long way. I couldn't agree more. Although I would really love to see organic. I know this is like so silly organic snow peas. It, it was like a thing that was pissing me off this summer, but anyway, I digress. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta move to the Catskills and be a part of my CSA. Oh my God. Anyway. Oh my God. I am part of a CSA. Like, who do you think I am? <laughs> Actually, when I'm upstate, I don't get that. Sh- so I have to freaking go to Walmart and Monticello, oh, wow. which is a great Walmart. I th- I like them very much. And they, they, they know me by name, which is phenomenal for a Walmart, but also goes to show I can be a memorable person. Shout out to Walmart in Monticello. <laughs> I digress. Sarah, we're, we're not going to be the only women in CPG Ecom with the podcast. I was just about to ask about that. So tell us more. I don't know if this is uh, a great mechanism for you, but <laughs> cross promo. Yeah. Let's talk about this collab. What are you doing? Yeah, let's do, well talk about collab. I mean, I would, I would hope that you get do the honor of coming on my podcast too, but uh, I'm launching a podcast called Infinite Shelf. And it is going to be produced by the Future Commerce Squad at their big media company now. We're launching in November. It's not quite just an e-commerce podcast. It is a podcast that 
is following me as a retail digital e-commerce leader within a CPG company, within, you know, history, within beauty and wellness, and just talking about the challenges day to day that I'm having or the things that I'm learning about. And it's very conversational. It's not really like this. I'm certainly not like this editorial journalistic person. It's just conversations with people who I admire and think are super smart and that I want to learn from. And we just want to be able to talk about the challenges that we're having, not just with like, scalability, but our teams, how do we become the best managers that we can be? How do we manage the insatiable need for content and like imagery? And what do we insource versus outsource? And just like things that when I'm talking to my friends who work in retail, even in merchandising or whatever, have similar challenges. So I would say if I didn't hate the word omni-channel so much, I'd call it an omni-channel podcast. Oh, whoa, whoa. We just had a conference that was about omni-channel. So watch what you say. True, true, true. No no offense to the omni-channel squad. I know they, they roll really deep. But no, it, it's, it's honestly, omni-channel is the best word to describe what we're going to talk about on Infinite Shelf. It's about the same way as it is on clicks and mortar, like retail.com and D2C and Amazon as it is getting people to walk into uh, your own retail store. So it's it's kind of much more broad, but at the same time, we're just going to have a little bit of fun, right? Like there's just so much goofy stuff on the internet that I don't have anyone else to like laugh about it with me. And so I'm hoping that the audience will find it entertaining. And then also we'll always just try to have some key takeaways. So while we're having fun, we'll, we'll make it a little more productive. So yeah. We look forward to tuning in and audio bombing your podcast. We'll gladly be on it. Perfect. So Ingrid, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? Ooh. The bravest thing that I have ever done. I had the absolute honor to work for one of the most iconic companies in the world, the Estee Lauder companies. And I was there for six years and got promoted and, and developed some fantastic relationships. Just had a fantastic time learning from the ground up about e-commerce and what it means to work for iconic brands. There was a point in my career there that I had to look around and determine, am I going to be a lifer here? And frankly, the lifer people at Estee have a fantastic life. They're there for 25, 30 years. They retire. They have good work-life balance. It's an excellent, excellent company to work for. But I was about 30 and I had to turn around and be really honest with myself about what I wanted to grow into and what I wanted my life to look like. And I felt too comfortable and I felt like I could really working hard and, and being really good at my job, just stay there. Or I could scare the shit out of myself and go work for an agency or go do something totally unique and scary. And I did that. I went and I worked for the Barbarian Group that had just won a con lion and were doing all sorts of really, really fun and exciting things creatively. And it was by far, still to date, I think, the bravest thing I've ever done, maybe aside from childbirth. But (laughs) aside from that, professionally, the bravest thing I've ever done is leave the warm, cozy, lovely nest of a company like the Estee Lauder Companies to jump into something new and scary. And I, I never looked back. And I honestly, it was the best thing I've ever done. Love it. I laughed when you said join an agency is scary because Sarah and my DNA started there, but it it makes you stronger and you learn how to work very, very quickly and deal with diverse personalities. So uh, we can empathize. Definitely. And I would say 
now knowing that and having had that experience, I very rarely will hire someone who has not had agency experience. I just think it's like, mm-hmm. you gotta have lived through that. Also probably someone who hasn't worked in retail. I don't like hiring someone who hasn't worked in retail and served the general public. Two great filters. I feel like I should apply. <laughs> well, well, oh, did you used to work in retail too? Well, I don't know. I worked at a restaurant for a long time. So I think in terms of facing a consumer who may or may not be happy all the time, I feel like I've, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been on the receiving end of that. And I've been a cashier. So, and I worked at an agency, so I, I could work for you. And so the Papatero thing doesn't work out, you know. I think they're hiring. We are definitely hiring. And send all your performance marketing and acquisition people my way, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ingrid, it was so great to get to know you on this level. I had no idea that you started your career at Goldman Sachs, which I think is pretty fascinating. And thank you for all of your great insights. And we can't wait to tune into your new podcast. Amazing. Thank you for having me. I'm such a fan of both of you. I'm honored to be in a place where I can call myself, you know, a peer amongst podcasts as fantastic as you all. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.